Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? 
Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's been approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It is a week of the Almost Famous Podcast. We're breaking down Matt's latest uh, episode this season. Ashley, we're not going to break it down quite yet because obviously we have a long podcast to do. We have some very special guests coming up. We also have some headlines and everything like that. However, to start out this thing, I want to hear what you think. I'm going to say this is the best episode of Matt's season, and I think... That is one that I am most passionate to break down. What do you think? Really? I'm actually mind boggled by that. Um, I did not feel the same. I felt like it was sort of a continuation of last week. Wow. I think his best episode so far was probably episode two when Brie had her date. Yeah, that's so funny. But that's great. Like, I love that. That way we are not on the same page and it makes for a more interesting conversation. Yeah, unlike most weeks, Ashley and I haven't been able to really like catch up. Obviously, uh, it's the launch of my book, Alone in Plain Sight, this week, which is a big deal. And so I've been busy. Ashley's been really busy as well. And so we haven't got to talk about our opinions yet, which kind of makes this podcast fun because we probably, it sounds like, will come from this from two different angles. Uh, Ashley, to get us started, I want to just let everybody know once again that uh, about our live virtual event. Uh, the 100 promo codes to the event have been used, but stay tuned for more info. I think we're going to make something else happen here. There are still meet and greet packages available, which will include a copy of my book, Alone in Plain Sight, which comes out February 2nd, which is probably the day that you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you can visit events dot looped live dot com slash almost famous that'll be in the show notes as well uh to get a ticket a portion of the proceeds from the live event will go to save our stages this is a big deal for us for me really personally uh my friends like ashley are being kind enough uh, to give up some time to help talk about the book to help bring in uh some friends of ours talk about the book and talk about life uh, we like doing virtual events. This isn't something that's like uncommon to us, but this is a big deal for me. So Ashley, thanks for agreeing to do it. Yeah, and if you guys want to know what Save the Stages are, um, the, the foundation, it goes to helping all the places that have been closed for like a year now mm -hmm. because we can't have big theater performances and stuff. And federal aid is on, is on the way, but as it comes, um, a lot of neighborhood independent venues are still at risk for closing forever so um you can find out more information on how to save local music that whole scene um at saveourstages.com yeah it's a big deal i mean i know there's a lot of things lost right now uh but i was just talking to a friend of mine who was doing the bachelor live on stage you know kind of planning yeah. it paying for it yeah i know the theater industry is they're nervous uh, I would say nervous is an understatement. Like there is a lot of unknowns uh, left out there for live theater, for musical events, et cetera. Even, you know, right now as, uh, you know, hopefully in the next year we'll be without COVID. Uh, there's still a lot of questions on will they be able to get back. So it's important for us all. The arts are really important. So make sure to go to events.loopedlive.com slash almost famous. Again, it's events.loopedlive.com 
dot com slash almost famous for tickets hey ash uh let's take a break here when we come back we're going to recap the episode we're gonna have natasha parker on the episode natasha parker has blown up recently she's everywhere she's doing great things she's the co-host of the clickbait uh podcast and also was a contestant uh on the bachelor peter weber season uh then we're going to go through bachelor headlines uh it's going to be a great episode but we'll be back with the almost famous podcast What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out. Get sick. Take some time out from work. Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people 
Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you just need to get something off your chest, whether it's work, family, relationships, we all carry around different stressors all day, big and small. When we bottle up those stressors, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's been weighing you down. Therapy's always been a benefit in my life. It's something that uh, my wife and I do as a couple. It's also something I do personally. If nothing else, it's a great place to just release whatever is going on internally. It's a place where you can feel less alone. Therapy allows you to be the best version of yourself, which obviously life is short. And so the more we can be the better versions of ourselves, the better this whole thing is for us and the people around us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash almost. Ashley, I mentioned uh, my take on this episode, I think, was Matt James's best showing. I'm going to explain why in just a bit. I also think it was the most enjoyable episode for me to watch to date. You disagree, but we're going to talk about that all as we break down this week's episode. And to start this week's episode, we started with a rose ceremony. Ashley, take it away. Okay, so again, it's the OGs versus the newbies. Brittany talks about how it's been a really hard week. Obviously, she was accused of being a escort from from Anna um, and Katie says that she's going to like call out all the mean girls well Matt walks in and right off the bat he says that he wants to address the rumors that it's been a toxic environment to live in and he says that bullying are not Bullying is obviously not a quality he wants in his future wife. He doesn't want somebody who has to put somebody down in order to raise them up. And then he immediately pulls Brittany over to talk. She's very honest with what happens, what would happen. She said that Anna, you know, called her out for being an escort, but not really (laughs) um, the date before. And then Anna gets pulled aside. And of course, she says, like, she knows she made a huge mistake. She regretted it the second that those words came out of her mouth. And this is one, this is a shining moment for, for Matt for me. Again, like, I didn't love the episode as far as like plot lines go, but I did love the way that Matt was as I continue to every week just love, find another reason to love Matt. The way that he gives Anna so much like grace in this moment where he was like, you're not a bad person, you made a mistake, like, 
I've made mistakes and I grew for from it. And then he basically proves that this is going to be one of those mistakes that Anna gets eliminated for. And she's probably going to learn a huge lesson from it to, you know, not accuse others of things like this and to keep your mouth shut when you don't really know the facts. Well, and it's it's interesting because, you know, last week we talked about it. And typically when we have somebody, uh, a contestant, go to the lead and complain about something going on in the house we typically aren't fans of that like it's not something that comes off well it's not something that we like really enjoy seeing it usually kind of feels like the tattletale but with katie we're like yes this needed to happen this was appropriate and she did it in an appropriate way or the best that she could so matt's now aware of it now this week there was an interesting thing that happened Uh, i did an interview and i i said uh, I was trying to support Matt, and I said, Matt just doesn't know. And, well, the headline reads everywhere this week that Ben Higgins slams Matt James for not knowing. It's like, that's not at all what I meant. Um, what I actually mean by this is we got to give Matt a little bit of a break because he was unaware of what was going on in the house until Katie said something to him. Now, I've always said it. Once he's aware, then it's how he reacts. And I thought his reaction to this was incredible. The way he approached the women right yes. away, walks into the room and says, listen, this is this is where I'm at. This is what I've heard. This is what, what I know is going on. Brittany, we need to talk. And I that's what I meant when I said Matt just doesn't know. As Matt was unaware. He doesn't he doesn't know what's going yeah. on in the house. And as viewers, we have to understand that the lead doesn't always know what's going on in the house. He can assume. Uh, he can maybe think about it. But his reaction to this was perfect. And I think it was one of Matt's shining moments from the season. I also think it set the tone that he isn't going to stand for this kind of behavior. I mean, you see the reaction from the women. They're apologizing left and right after this because they know that he's not going to stand for this kind of stuff. Now, this is where I'll stop, Ashley. But uh, there was a moment in Brittany's explanation that I really think like made me feel a certain way inside. It like really hit home to me. She said, I was excited to be here. I'm sure she was. Uh I was excited to meet you. I was excited for this experience. But the words being said about me right now could could change my life forever. My family watches this. My friends watch this. Like, I have to watch this. The, the things being said about me right now are not okay. And I think that was a moment that just kind of like reinforced how big of an issue this could have been and how unhealthy and how toxic the environment in the house was. Now, hey, I don't know Brittany's what she does uh, in her in her personal life. I don't know that side of her. However, what I do know, it's none of the girls' businesses be talking about and rumoring about in the house, especially knowing it's going to be on national TV. That was just uh, inappropriate. It was unwise. And I think uh, I'm going to kind of uh, jump to conclusions here. But for Matt, um, when Anna kind of expre- explained herself to him and said, hey, I was wrong, here uh i think what i what i recognize is it was immature and that's just not something matt's looking for in a wife even if anna apologizes and even if she means it and even if we can all forgive her which is up to each individual person it was just immature and i just don't think that's a quality of somebody you're looking for in a wife and that's why she ended up going home and i mean matt did it beautifully yeah anna definitely is a prime example of somebody who just like kind of got caught up in the drama things she was getting like i've said multiple times like kind of high off it i but i also feel like she was very genuinely sincerely apologetic she regrets that i really Mm. do think it's going to be a learning experience for her yeah and you know you're right and we i mean how many times in life 
uh, I kind of like, it reminds me, I mean, a lot of the show honestly reminds me of like of high school, middle school, college, like you kind of get caught up in the gossip. You get caught up in the excitement of the drama. And before you know it, somebody's really hurt. And then you start to feel the consequences and then you start to feel bad yourself. And you're like, Oh man, I didn't mean it like that. And it's, it's not, it's not like at all what I meant. Um, but here's the truth. Like bullying is unacceptable. It's not okay. And it's what was happening in that house. And it, and it has consequences. Uh, it, 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 was shown to us. Brittany explained it to us. We all saw it. We all felt it. We didn't enjoy watching it. And the consequences that somebody, you know, that somebody's now going home, but also hopefully all of these girls that were bullying are now learning from this because it got really bad, really fast. And it was, we saw it with our own eyes, how quickly it can spiral and how dangerous that can get. Mm-hmm. And we see in this episode that like Victoria just keeps the bullying coming, just cra- crazy. Like she's un- she's unstoppable, but totally just mind blowingly unself aware. Like th- I've never I've never seen somebody on this show to just like who just seems to like not comprehend the consequences of what they're saying. Well, it's interesting because after this event goes down. And Anna is sent home. Um, and and Matt is. He's somber. You can tell this is frustrating to him. This isn't the environment that he wants. He doesn't want bullying involved in the house that he's trying to, you know, lead and guide and have this journey with. We said it last week. We'll say it again. Like, what's been most frustrating about this season so far is we're rooting for Matt James. Like we do most bachelors and bachelorettes. We're rooting for these contestants, and we're just we're not getting, getting able to see any of the storylines that really matter. We're just seeing the toxicity, and it feels weird to watch. It feels dirty to watch. Some nights I watch The Bachelor right now, and I feel worse watching it than I did, would have without it. Now, what happens, though, is an interesting reaction. Is As soon as Anna goes home, everybody starts apologizing to each other. It's almost like, I'm sorry for saying this. I'm sorry for saying this. I, you know I didn't mean it like that, right? Like Everybody starts reacting yes to the consequences yeah. that Anna's feeling now the truth of it though is there's still people in the house at that moment that are still in that room that contributed to the bowling well that's so, like how one of the girls was like it's oh it was Serena she was like this is just like a whole bunch of sucking up going on right now because all the girls didn't want to all the bullying girls didn't want to get eliminated so all of a sudden the apologies start flowing in that cocktail room they really do it it was it was very interesting to watch because you kind of see everybody back like whole backtracking and being like hey okay can we start over she anna anna was the one that went home so the rest of us are safe for right now but matt says no like there's still other stuff going on here and i'm gonna you know and it's not gonna rest like this isn't gonna be okay well, it takes us then into the next row ceremony. Matt's tired. I bet he's exhausted. I bet he's really frustrated, quite honestly. If, if we could have asked him, he's probably just like steaming fr- with frustration and hurt uh, because he realizes that this environment is not one that is, is cultivating the joy and the hope and, and the love that he hoped to bring at that point. So we jump right into the row ceremony. I found this to be some really interesting exits. Ashley, who went home? Okay, so Victoria of course, gets sent home in the most dramatic exit I've ever seen. Doesn't hug him, says that she's, he's making a huge mistake, that he's just giving in to the hearsay craziness. Hold up. Let's pause there for a second. Have you ever seen anything like that? 
No. I mean, it was... Uh, it's just odd. At, to, without slandering anybody's name here, it was odd how these events occurred, right? You have bullying highlighted. You see the honesty from the women. Uh, you see the honesty from Matt. And then you have some people that are kind of like doubling down within it. Like there's name calling alongside of compliments. There's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there's bringing people down alongside of lifting yourself up. There's, you know, self-promotion alongside of promoting, you know, the relationship. Like it was a very confusing series of events that went on there. And I thought no matter what, like Victoria was just going to go home. Like, you know what? She could be sad. It could be frustrating. Everybody will have their opinions of Victoria, right? We don't need to to pile on there. But I thought no. she would at least just go home because she knew that this was like her time was running out and that she was probably associated with most of the stories that were not positive. But instead, she's angry at Matt. And it was... Yeah, and she, the way that she said those things in the bathroom to the producer, she's like... Um, Ryan is the shadiest bitch. I'm the only option for him. I can't imagine him picking an idiot. I think she was referring to Katie over me. And if he eliminates me, I will literally die. It it was very odd to watch. Um, and very hard to follow. Uh, because it felt like it felt like there was an admittance of guilt throughout the entire last part of that roast to where she was like explaining, you know, she was, she was bad mouthing every other girl in the house, which is exactly what the girls were getting in trouble for before, which is exactly what Matt spoke against. But it was like, it was unrecognized by Victoria. There wasn't this light that went off that said, you know what? I should probably cool it on yeah. my language towards others. Instead it was doubling down. And then she leaves and she says, I'll never, you know, uh, date a Matt again. I hate that name. Which is just, there's obviously more to the story for Victoria than we can understand, but she's gone. And I think all of yeah. us believe that the house will have a different tone. Um, Victoria believes, based on her words, that the house is really going to miss her, that it will fall apart without her. And hey, she can believe what she believes. My personal opinion is we're going to see a completely different culture and environment within that house now. Uh for the next few episodes uh, up until the very end because of this exit. And, I, and I, I'm excited personally to watch the house without the drama. I don't know. I think you got to eliminate MJ before you can feel that because mm. MJ seems to be kind of taking over that role. She's a tough cookie. Uh, there's something about her energy that makes me uncomfortable watching. Like you'd have to watch every little thing you'd said around her. Um, because she like kind of wants to come after people. Do you disagree with me there? I don't. No, we see uh, we see the episode end with a two on one date with MJ. We're going to talk about in just a second what yeah. led up to that two on one date. Uh, but before we take a break here, um, just to finally recap, some of our you know favorites initially did go home. Lauren went home. Uh, Mari went home, and Catalina. Uh, were sent home. These were surprising exits for us uh, for a couple reasons. Lauren. Lauren was the most surprising for me. Yeah. I think Mari and Catalina, sure, whatever. Like, yeah, they could have gone, they could have stayed. Lauren got a group date rose. Maybe it wasn't last week, but the week before. And I really thought she was going to stick around for a while. It's kind of 
rare to see somebody who gets a group date rose two weeks earlier end up being eliminated. That was a shocking one to me. I think that's the most shocking at this point. It's the one storyline, you know, that honestly, like I said, uh, I love Matt James. I like Matt James a lot. He's a good dude. And I think a lot of these girls are good, good people. I'm excited to watch the rest of the season. But I was disconnected from the show because there wasn't a storyline I was watching because it was always covered up with drama, always covered up with the bowling, always covered up with the name calling. And so Lauren's was a story that I was like, okay, once we release ourselves of this drama, if we can, if Matt does that, and he did this week, then we're finally going to see some stuff blossom. Lauren's was one I was thinking would blossom and it didn't. Well, Mm -hmm. Ashley, that's the exits this week. Some surprising, some not so much. Uh, but we are moving on to a clean slate without Victoria. We're going to talk about that clean slate because it was a clean slate. It was a beautiful slate, in my opinion, uh, coming up after the break. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that's just speak to you with a powerful clean and refreshing scent clorox sentiva cleans like clorox and feels like confidence get yours now at a retail store near you ashley is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for the bachelor i mean you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it where did you hear that rumor ben oh smart money happy hour it's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? 
Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide. So you'll know exactly what to take and when no waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health slash famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health slash famous. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Yes, now I feel like I can kind of breathe. Yes, uh, Rachel's date. She gets the classic fairy tale date, which we see a lot of the times on the show. Great date. And I always, I always enjoy yep. them. Uh, Caitlin had one. Jade had one. Now Rachel has one. And I really think that the person who gets this date usually goes to the top four. And the examples that I just gave you, that would be the case. Can I say I that feel I like think this is Jared no had different? the Jared had the male version of the fairy tale date. Yeah, you're right. He totally mm-hmm. did at the museum with a helicopter and, and he like got he got fitted up. for a tux. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. So. Um okay, so so Rachel gets it. They go on a little like trying on thing, you know. She tries on the most luxurious dresses. She looks beautiful. They're having fun. She's just so freaking pretty. Like her skin is unreal. She has no pores. No discoloration, <laughs> no acne. 
me. I'm now sorry. Like I'm like in awe of her face. I you know. Like, yeah, she's, you're like monitoring her skin. I'm like, I what? Yeah, okay, cool. She's she has great skin. That sounds awesome. I was saying this to Jared last night, and he was like, Yeah. And I'm like, no, for girls, like that is something to really appreciate. So anyway, they had a great time during that day portion. You can just feel like it's natural and flirty between them. Doesn't really get us to get to know her a ton better. But, you know, that's usually the fun part of the day. We don't really get a lot of feeling. And with Rachel, I felt like going into the second part of the day, I was like, I don't think she's going to have a sob story, but I want to figure out like what's what's just like what's up with her right and we definitely get that the the first part of the date was telling to me and again i think this was oh, like you had like depth there you found some depth there was well the way that he looked at her a hundred percent that's it okay i yeah. think it was that clean slate it was what we were looking for i was finally wanting to see matt james let his guard down to breathe to feel like he was enjoying this process and he just didn't have to say the right thing and do the right thing at the right time that he could actually be in it and be on a date and we could witness that date and watch that date and then Rachel getting out of that car and seeing how like nervous she was and like how like she just kind of wanted to like lean into him like it was just like Matt like hold me for a second because this is a lot and like it just to me felt like the date um that was real that we will remember uh and then i finally felt like i was watching if not the, the his love story in the end at least a date that could get there and that we could build upon for the first time all season breeze was good breeze was great but it's been weeks yeah. since we've seen it this was mm -hmm. the second time that we've seen something like that okay i totally agree but talking about exits Let's talk about her exit from the car with the blue dress on. Oh. Holy crap, holy, that dress, her in that dress, the way he looked at her in that dress, so amazing, very fairy tale moment. Um, then we we sit down and you do just like feel something between them. I even think that they're playing music that's like different and yeah. more intense than the music that they play when like he's on a good date versus when he's on a great date. And she got great date music, fairy tale music. Um, she says basically that she's never been in love and that she just is like kind of insecure with herself, especially in relationships. I completely related to her. Because when people would be like asking me, why haven't you had like a boyfriend and stuff? I was like, I just, I don't know. Like now that now, I'm, now that I'm older, I think I can admit that I was just scared and just like insecure of how I would be in a relationship. And that's how she's feeling. And I feel like Matt can also sort of relate to this because for as like studly as Matt is, he also says that he's never been in love and I feel like he also has just like a little bit more of a sense of innocence when it comes to deep relationships. And you know, this was a beautiful moment. I want to go back a little bit here to Rachel and say there was a moment that she became like um, my top probably after this episode is when she goes, I've never owned a pair of shoes over $40 and she puts yeah, these cute. shoes on. Yeah, it's like there's she's probably underestimating but you know yeah still <laughs> but like there's an appreciation there's a gratitude there's a holy cow this is a special moment kind of thing and it also is kind of what matt was saying during the episode he's like hey you know this is great but this isn't 
where I'm going to live forever. We're not going to be able to do these kind of dates forever. And, and so you have to take them, you know, with a grain of salt, but also be appreciative for them. And then you, yeah, like you said, you get to that evening portion. I think as a viewer, you can go, well, there's great music playing. There's depth there. Um, and I honestly thought, Ashley, that you were going to hear Matt James just a few weeks into this go, I'm in love with you. I love you. Yeah. Like, I thought he was going to do it three different times this episode. I really did. But he, he never did. He kind of, like, he didn't. But, like, I think that could be a storyline that we watch as the season goes on. Because I think Matt is, like, head over heels for a few of these women. I think I don't think he knows what to do with himself. And I think he's going to start expressing emotion uh, very openly and honestly. Uh, but, you know, to summarize this date, do you agree with me, Ashley, that this felt... Like now the first date, other than Breeze uh, and maybe last week's one-on-one. But like this is a big date to now build on. Like we're, I'm invested into their story as a couple from here on out. I've been excited for this moment between them because when I was there on set, I just felt it so much between him and Rachel that I was looking forward to seeing a one-on-one. I was like, I know I'm not getting to know all the women here. It's a group date. I have, I don't know, what's there like eight to 10 on there? But there's something about this girl who's like speaking to me as like just having the energy of somebody that I want to be around. And I can see it in his eyes that she is the one in this group to watch out for. And yeah, when she says, I'm falling in love with you, I was so excited, but also totally saw it coming because of the expression on his face that he was going to say totally feel the same way. I mean, he even says, I can see myself proposing to you. Like, I don't remember this early on. We were still pretty early on in this season for somebody to be that direct on the first one-on-one. Do you? I mean, is that common? I feel like there's been a time or two and those people always get to top two. Oh, I think I think if I put money on, I think if Vegas were throwing odds on Rachel... Uh, she's definitely, uh, the favorite right now. Well, Ashley, that moves us. I mean, Rachel's date's incredible. This is why I'm saying this is Matt James's shining moment, because I think through every segment so far in this episode, um, you and I would say that, that this is Matt James, some of Matt James's most intimate moments, some of his most direct moments, some of his best moments. He carries himself well. He's honest. Uh, he's intuitive. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think this is Matt James's best episode. I, I felt like it was his coming out party to finally say this okay. is how the season's going to go. So if we're to rate Matt, I mean, I almost always give Matt an A plus. He like just always knows how to carry himself and the right words to say. Um, I just felt like it was so bogged down with drama at the beginning and the end that that's why I didn't like. That's why I didn't love this okay. one. But I always love Matt. Well, we have the heart of the episode without drama. Obviously, it's hard to have drama on a farm. Uh, there is a group date, and uh, Matt is a country boy at heart. He said he grew up on a farm. He worked on farms, and now they're in the farm now. So it's kind of funny because Rachel goes on this beautiful date that we just talked about. It's a fairy tale date. <laughs> and hey, being on a farm is an incredible experience. I have been on many farms in my life, and it's a great way to spend a day. It's a great way to spend a career. However, it ain't a fairy tale. And there's no dresses and nice uh, high heels and shoes involved in this. So it's kind of funny to see the switch where the girls are now having to shovel poop uh, for Matt. Uh, Ashley, <laughs> did you enjoy watching this date? 
Yeah, but there are just really two standout moments when I look back on it. And that is, this was the part of the episode where I started thinking like, oh man, MJ's a mean girl. She seems like a girl that I don't want to be around in that house. And then the other big standout moment to me is that makeout session with Piper. Holy crap. He loved that he had an excuse to run over to Piper and he did not want to stop kissing her. Well, the sad part is, uh, or sad or whatever you want to call it, you know, I, at this point in the episode, I don't know if we knew enough about MJ to say either way, but I think we're all getting the sense that, yeah, like MJ's up to something. Like there's definitely the yeah. mean girl aspect in her. I think Matt's really into her though. So I think we have to watch out for that. I think he like really wants her to be around. And so he throws the egg. He goes running. I think MJ thinks that this is a really cute moment for the two of them. Like, really nice moment for the two of them. So she's going to chase after him. And then she gets her sights. She runs the around the corner and gets her sights back on her man. And he's making out with a different girl. Like, that look on her face, like, her heart had to drop. How I, th- I think she thought this was going to be their moment to make out. But yeah, he had other things in mind. So... My question for you, because I was watching this part of the episode, he just like ran through the barn, right? And and Piper just happened to be over there for an interview, and he just decides to step in and start kissing her. That's how this played out. Yeah, wow. Yeah, That's and impressive. immediately seeing that, I was like, oh, Piper, she is off that dark horse list and onto the top list. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like it. They, and it wasn't just like a kiss. This was like a, hey, I know cameras are here. I know, like, you're doing it was this a inter- statement. But it was a statement. You're right. It was a statement. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the nighttime portion of this date. We had another shining moment with Chelsea, who we loved mm-hmm. the moment last week with when she talked about her hair. She is apparently very uncomfortable and awkward with boys, which I love hearing. <laughs> I love it. I love it when a girl who's like so beautiful and like carries herself with confidence admits to still being awkward with boys. I guess it's a relatability factor. <laughs> um, but Matt is um, Matt is just saying he looks at her. He looks at her good. And he says that he's just really happy that she's around. Talk about liking each other. I don't know. I really like the two of them together. There's like so many girls that I feel something with. Um, I have no idea where it's going to unfold from here as far as eliminations go. Well, and I mean, that's the thing is right now, I think we could probably stop uh, and just look at this list. I mean, this episode has a lot to it, right? We have two rose ceremonies. Um, we have a bunch of one-on-ones, uh, we have a couple group dates, like it, there's a lot that goes on, uh, during this episode, but once that first row ceremony ended, I wonder if you agree with me. And I would say that there is like a really solid group of women left and there isn't anyone that I'm looking at now as I look at the, you know, people left and I, I would go, yeah, they're on the edge. Like they're going to be going home. Eh, there's a few people I would say. Serena C. Okay. I would say MJ. I would say Josenia. Okay, so basically what I'm saying, Ben, is like I can predict the next rose ceremony or two, but after that, I'm mind boggled. And that's a great place for finally here, Ashley. I mean, that's what I'm trying to get to is we're finally here at this season where we're like, I mean, with Taysha, we kind of knew this at this point in time that she was in the Zach. Right. I mean, even two weeks after she showed up with Claire, we knew she was in the Dale. Like (laughs) we're back 
to a season where it's like I have no idea yeah. where Matt is going. I have some favorites, and I know he does as well. We, we're, that's very obvious to us. But there are a lot of potential suitors here. There are a lot of potential women left that we don't know of. And I think Matt, this is maybe the best part, is Matt is super conflicted but also super happy that he has this group of women left. I think the conflicting part is something actually beautiful because he's going, I got a lot of great women and I don't always know what to do about it, but I've got a lot of great women and I'm going to see where these go. That's a fun thing for us to watch as fans. It's fun. That's something that we can get into. That is enjoyable to us. So to finish up the night portion of this group date, uh, we did have some great conversations. It was really, really beautiful. Um, And he gives the rose to sorry abigail abigail he gives the rose to abigail finally Um, finally we see more of abigail finally and i mean how frustrating must the last couple weeks been for her we've we've never doubted their relationship we've never doubted their connection i don't know if she really has either but it's gone weeks now and it's i started to doubt it this week Because we've seen eliminations like uh, Kayla's and Lauren's where like they get roses or they make a splash and then they're just gone with no explanation. I was like, holy crap, is Abigail going to be like the first person who gets a first impression rose? And then like they're just gone a couple weeks into it without ever, ever seeing the development of the relationship. But that is not the case this week. Abigail sat down with him during that group date and talked. It was so it was like so. Oh, very emotional. Talking about how if she were to have kids one day, presumably possibly with Matt, that the kids could be could be deaf. And that wasn't it. She also talks about how her birth father left them at a young age and how the two of them grew up without having a very present dad. It was, uh, you know, she's held on to this and you would have loved to see this during a one-on-one where she got more time to explain it to him. Yeah. But it was happened during a group date and it felt like, you know, for them, it was probably time to have this conversation. Uh, it was like almost like I was watching it kind of like just like scrolling through my phone, watching the episode. And then this conversation started and all of a sudden I found myself like looking up from my phone and just being like put my phone down and just being mm-hmm. like uh, in awe of their vulnerability between the two of them, their honesty. And it felt like it got like it was a sign again of like how good they are together. Uh, that they can talk through stuff that's important to them. They can relate with each other. They can show empathy towards each other. They want to support each other. Um, it brought Abigail back up, in my opinion, to being a favorite, like a comfortable favorite here, along with Rachel and and a few others that we'll talk about. But like now, now after that conversation, I'm like, okay, Abigail's here to stay for a bit. Yeah, I agree. It kept her through for the next couple weeks, but I still want to see them have a one-on-one. Then at the cocktail party portion, there's MJ pops up again and she is confronted by Matt by being one of the girls that apparently said one of the bullying comments, particularly one about varsity versus JV. The JV is referencing the girls who are newcomers and you could see her getting fiery she got mad, and of course, she doesn't keep it in. She sits down with Josenia, and they have a sharing of words in front of some of the other girls. What do you think about this? Did you? I mean, obviously, the bullying is horrible, and JV versus Varsity is a little bit of a bullying demonstration, but 
like there's got to be more, right? I think what we're seeing is like there were uh, there was a lot of problems going on in the house, and it was festering for a bit, right? You have maybe if you want to like l- like uh, weight them, you have the direct bullying on Brittany. You have the name calling that Victoria was bringing. You have uh, the constant toxicity in the house where everybody was kind of walking on eggshells for a bit. And then you have the comments coming in from this new group and the kind of the older group, the comments they were making. And so it all felt like probably when you're living in the house that it's all wrapped up together, that it's just a mean spirited environment, that it's not fun to live here because every turn we make, somebody's being mean to us. And so the JV versus Varsity thing, if it was said once or if it was said three times, there was already a sensitivity towards uh, bullying or meanness in the house. And so that just kind of got added to it. Like it was like, yes, once again, somebody makes a comment that does not make me feel any better about myself. It actually makes me yeah. feel worse about myself. And who's behind it? Well, as we see, it's it's MJ. Now, you know, there there are some things that Justinia is like complaining about saying, MJ, you're three. I see three different people in you. I see the person yeah. you are in front of Matt, the person you are when the cameras are off and the person you are uh, when the cameras are just on you. I, I see three different people from you. And I don't think it's and right. And I see that. I can see that through MJ as having that kind of personality. Well, and it's now getting brought up and Matt Matt is now confronting it. He's reacting to this. He's saying, hey, I might see it, I might not, but I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to see this and that's why we see him on a two-in-one later on. But right here, where we're at in the date, we're just starting to become aware um, that there is something going on here. Now, I will say that I didn't, and I mean, if I was picky, I didn't love the way this was approached, not by Matt, not by Justinia, but by MJ. It kind of came out without allowing a free place for people to speak. It felt like, you know, there was a pressuring into the corner. Uh, There was the, you know, I'm an honest person. Uh, I'm this, I'm that. And it felt like if anybody was going to confront it, then they would have to get in an argument. Now, you can make the argument back and say, hey, was it okay for somebody to go to Matt and complain uh, without confronting that person first? No, I don't, I don't ever think that's right. I don't think it's good on the show or in real life, but it happened. And so now we see this thing festering once again. And as you said at the beginning of the podcast, it felt like there was drama up front and there was drama at the end. We're going to get to that drama at the end. We're going to see how that plays out and what Matt wants to do with it. But it doesn't make MJ's actions any better. And I am more interested now than ever to see how much of the bullying she was a part of because we're getting hints of it right now. But we haven't got the clear the clear sign that it was enough for Matt to send her home. But before we get to Kits 101, let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to break down Kits 101 and then the two-on-one that we see at the very end of the episode and everything leading up to that. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, 
It's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Ashley. Is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So, like, how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care, Then you can sit in a room full of sick people, or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health slash famous. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give 
is, and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. With Kits one-on-one, I thought it was going to be one of those one-on-ones that we get. We have to get a one-on-one like this every season where the girl gets eliminated on the date, right? I thought this was going to happen specifically because it was like a half-day date. It was join me for dinner. Uh, Kit was very excited because it was personalized to her. She had already opened up to him about how her favorite place to be is with her mom in the kitchen and I was like oh this has getting eliminated written all over it between that and the fact that we we've seen him with Kit but not like a whole ton to think that this was gonna definitely be going in the right direction and I also just thought yeah that the fact that it was a half a day date and that she she met him when it was dark I was like oh this is gonna be so easy to just eliminate her over the dinner table. But that is not how it went. I really like Kit. I think she's awesome. Um, she is very natural and super mature seeming for a 21-year-old. Uh, they they had what both of them thought was a great time just making cookies. I don't know if they actually made dinner, but they had fun. They had a good conversation. Uh, Kit talked about the stresses of being the child of someone who is so successful. Uh, her mom is Cynthia Rowley. And like everybody, whether you know it or not, not everybody, but most people, a lot of people have stuff that is Cynthia Rowley in their house. Like if you shop at Marshall's, you can't go through an aisle at Marshall's without seeing something Cynthia Rowley for your home or for your closet. And uh, I just, I like, I really like the two of them together. I don't think that she's going to get super far, um, but I think she's going to stick around for a few more weeks. I like her. I think she's just got like a no bullshit kind of personality that I appreciate. There was a lot of growth that we're seeing right now with Kit. You know, she was even talking about like, hey, she's, you know, her mom's very successful. She has these expectations put on herself. But being on the show has allowed her to kind of be herself again, to release herself from expectations, to not be a character. I thought that was really great. And I'm, I'm actually very intrigued to see where it goes. I mean, I think... She has a lot to offer. I think she has a lot of life experience to offer. I do think one of the best things for her would be to know that she doesn't have to live up to any title expectation or anything, that she can just be herself. And I think if she's finding that, now I'm intrigued. Another storyline that I'm interested in is to see how Kit grows through this season. I don't know if she'll be there at the end. She's still not on my top four when it comes to Matt, but she's up. She's moving up. This this episode helped Mm her. Um and I thought it was a great day for the two of them. I thought it I thought it connected them. But this was another moment where I thought Matt was going to drop some like big language towards her. Not maybe I love you, but like I felt like he was really into her, especially as soon as she walked in, he kind of put his arms around her. They start kissing, they start cooking. They they have this very intimate moment. I'm like, "Matt really likes this girl or he wants to like this girl." Uh, which is a start. Uh, and and I'm I mean, I, I was impressed with this date. I'm with you. 
I didn't necessarily think like you're always better at that stuff than I am. I didn't necessarily think, Hey, I'm seeing the writing on the wall and this is going to end in a rejection. Um, or her going home. I thought this isn't maybe going to go well. Um, but I wonder if that was ever even in his mind. I think he was into this whole thing the whole time. Uh, but it was set up like that. It was kind of set up for the, Hey, let's make this quick, painless. Let's go home. This is done. Um, but it didn't. And she's still here. I think that, um, Matt knew going into that date that it would be good. And we, the audience didn't know. We didn't, but, well, now we have a couple solid relationships that are forming, but a few that are not. Uh, the show ends with a two-on-one date. MJ and Josenia, we see them kind of argue uh, during the rose ceremony. We now see them on the epic two-on-one date that uh, one person on this podcast knows very much of. <laughs> well, it's different. Why haven't they been doing real two-on-ones? This is the second season in a row where it's been a meet-me-before-the-cocktail-party type two-on-one. Yeah, this is good. This is this is this one though is what I'm interested in because it's fiery from the start. They sit down. They're both uh fiery and mad. One person speaking louder than the other. The other person then starts speaking louder than the other. It is a mess, which makes me think, actually here's what I'm going to uh, here's what I'm going to uh believe that both of them are growing home after this two on one. I agree because I don't think either of them have really created a connection with Matt. So it's like he's not losing somebody he's really developed feelings for. I, I And I think that's how this plays out. I also don't think, I mean, I don't know these women very well, right? Because we haven't seen a lot of them no. to this point. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it loses a lot of the epi- like of the season. I think if we left, if these two women went home, I think we're still moving on with some beautiful relationships. But... Uh, we also see at the end of the episode, kind of for next week, the girls are angry. Serena C calls Katie uh, the arsonist. Uh, Piper gets her one-on-one, which I'm really excited to watch. Katie calls Thank someone you. pathetic. And Heather Martin joins the season, which has got it like for any progress made to this point with all of them kind of coming together, I have a feeling that Heather Martin is going to take the, the wrath of the house. And can I just say this? Again, I don't want this to be a Bash Victoria episode. I know everybody's going to do that this week. But can we at least say that I'm really happy that Victoria is no longer in the house when Heather Martin shows up? Cause that, oh, my gosh. Uh, that would have been. Oh, my gosh. That sweet little innocent soul uh, interacting with Victoria. Just she would have gotten. It would have been. It would have been really hard to watch. Well. Ashley, that's why I think um, this episode is Matt James's best. I think it's the best of the season. Uh, we're going to rate this episode like we always do. Ashley, what's your rating for Matt James? What's your rating for the episode? Matt's going to always get an A. <laughs> and the episode gets a B for me. Matt's going to get an A plus for me. And the episode itself is going to get an A minus, which other than maybe the first episode... Um, Man, probably even not. It's definitely my favorite of the season. I enjoyed watching this one the most. I was most interested in it. And I felt like uh, viewers, you know, this season has very publicly been very down in ratings. Um, I think some of that is because viewers haven't gotten invested in these stories. And I think after this episode, we are going to see viewers get invested in stories. And I think we're going to see this kind of like arch going up for the rest of the season. And I think it's a great thing for the show. I think it's a great thing for Matt. I think it's an awesome thing for the contestants. And I'm excited to watch the rest of Matt James's season as the bachelor and his pursuit to love. Well, 
Ashley, when we come back, we're going to have Natasha Parker on. She's the co-host of Clickbait. She's all over the place right now. She's doing incredible things. She was on Peter Weber's season of The Bachelor. Uh, and uh, and we're also going to do some Bachelor headlines. So we'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. 
It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. Hi everyone, this is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. So yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Well, as promised, Natasha Parker is on our podcast. Natasha Parker has been up to a lot in her life and a lot recently. She is the co-host on Clickbait. You can listen to whatever you listen to podcasts. She was also on Peter Weber's season of The Bachelor, Eliminated Week 7. However, she is a great co-host. I was just on Clickbait uh, very recently. Natasha Parker, welcome to Almost Famous. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hi, hey. Ashley. Hello. Hi, Ben. Again, I just saw you last week. Good to see you again. It's good to see you. Oh, were you on Clickbait last week, Ben? I was talking everything gossip, everything clicky, everything book. Uh, it was a good experience. It was a good time. It's actually where that headline came from that said, hey, Matt James doesn't know anything. And I was like, that's not at all what I said. I didn't say it like that. Like, eh, come on. Um, but I guess that's what happens uh, every once in a while. Natasha, uh, yeah. you are busy with clickbait. Yes. How, how did this all happen? Like, how did this work out to have you c- come on as a co-host? Well, hmm. Where do we start? Tasha and Joe and Hannah Ann, as you know, were the original cast yeah. or the re- the original hosts for Clickbait. And Hannah Ann decided that she wanted to do her other things. That you know, all the things that she has going on. She's cooking. Her, I mean, she is literally like, I don't understand how she has so much energy for Instagram. She is the Instagram <laughs> queen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so she decided that she just wanted to kind of start everybody off and they were looking and I started doing some testing with them. I, of course, have been friendly with Tasha, and I know Tasha. Joe's from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. I had met him once before. And uh, I think because I started doing these tea rooms on Instagram, Instagram Live, these little like tea rooms, people from my season. 
people just saw that I was interested in having conversations with people about almost any, pretty much anything, <laughs> pretty much anything. And uh, I got a call to do some tests. And I was like, sure, yeah, I, I've always wanted my own podcast. So let's do it. And then uh, we just had a good vibe. They were looking for a good vibe of Tasha and Joe, since they are the original co-hosts. And we just had a good vibe. And I and I absolutely love it. They are they're so funny. And we all have a very different outlook on a lot of different things. And it just it, it works. It does. work. Well, um, you actually have a pretty good background in media. You're a TV yeah. producer, your marketing director, you worked for HBO marketing for five years. Is that what you were doing mm-hmm. going into Peter season? And are you still doing that? So I left HBO in 2018, but yes, I had a full career for 10 years uh, working as a working in production and as a producer. And I've always been behind the scenes. I've always wanted to be behind the scenes. I never wanted to be on the on the scene. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so I decided to when I left HBO. It just really the the environment was something that I, I mean I worked so much all the time and I was just ready I just felt very unbalanced I was like I'm gonna give this a break and then I got into marketing and hospitality marketing okay. and that really served me better I guess for my lifestyle and then I got into yoga way mm-hmm. more when I w- had time to actually practice yoga and meditate <laughs> so then I became a teacher for that after Peter season and um, yeah so event plan I mean I was doing events when I went to Peter season and it was all under the marketing umbrella and brand marketing for hospitality. So you said that you never wanted to be on the scene. Then how did you sign up Mm -mm. for the show? Well, that's another thing that was just very, uh, very interesting. I have a, I have a friend who's a producer on the show. She's been a producer on the show for years and she'd asked me many times like, Oh, would you ever do the show? Would you ever do the show? I was like, no, 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 no. And my, always my excuse was I'm not leaving my corporate job to go be on a TV show. I'm not Uh doing it. So when I finally left my corporate job just on my own, she's like, well, you're still single and you could potentially fall in love with this guy who I've been spending time with for the last two months and knowing you and knowing Mm -hmm. him, I actually think you'd like him. And really, I wasn't, I just finished an event. I didn't have anything else coming up for the foreseeable, you know, month or two. So I was like, you know what? I'm spontaneous. Let's just see what happens. I might leave the first night. Don't even know. And I just did it like on a whim. And I'm glad that I did. But I am kind of mad at myself because I never watched the show beforehand either. So that was, it was very hard to navigate and know what was going on. And looking back when I watched the show, I was like, oh, she definitely knew what was going She knew to do that. Yeah, I didn't know to do that. Yeah, yeah I didn't know to, yeah, I didn't, you know, like I, I didn't know to keep my mouth shut and I never kept my mouth shut. Yeah, but <laughs> so. you were so likable because of that. You just kept it real and you said what everybody was thinking. Yeah, and I got a lot of messages about that and and. And it was almost frustrating for me because a lot of times people didn't say things. And I was just like, I literally looked at Peter as a boyfriend. And like, I know we were on a TV show, but as a in real life, if you cancel a date on me, I don't care what it's for. I'm going to be mad. Mm -hmm. So I got to express that to you. (laughs) You Yes. Other girls were like, it's fine. It's okay. And I was like, "Mm, it's not. You're like, I have never watched this show before. And I know what is right and what is wrong in the world. Real world. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I I definitely, I don't regret not watching it, though. It was just, 
coming off the show and being broken up with I would have I like that was the first thing I did when I came home I watched like there's like on YouTube all the like famous bachelor breakups I was like oh great it's not just me feeling (laughs) like this it's fantastic okay good (laughs) well that had to be fun to watch nothing more sad than that well Natasha uh you now find yourself as the co-host of clickbait um Mm -hmm. now we talked about how you got into it uh Mm -hmm. but tell us about that podcast like what are you hoping everybody kind of gets out of it where do you think this goes I hope that when people tune in to clickbait, it is somewhere where they can feel entertained, but also get a real perspective and more of like an inside look. Because as people know, if they did watch my season, I am going to say exactly how I feel, regardless if it's an unpopular opinion or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that in this Bachelor Nation world, we tiptoe around a lot of things. We do. Yeah, (laughs) we we tiptoe around a lot. And we don't have to. And I think we're seeing more and more real conversations happening on the actual show, which is prompting hosts like you, like Ben, like us, to talk about these real things that are going on and not being afraid of that. And and same thing with Joe, same thing with Taisha. There's things that come up and we all have different opinions. So I want it to be a place where people can hear a real outlook on things, but also love and light you know i'm all about that and entertainment in general so if we're going to have people come to our podcast of course we want them to be entertained as well and we want to you know shoot the and and talk to each other and taisha and joe i mean taisha and i we go we go in on joe a lot (laughs) (laughs) we do it's easy to do well you know the what brings us to this point right i mean you do have your opinions. You're watching the season. Um, mm-hmm. There is a lot of topics to be discussed, uh, obviously, that you can't really dance around. Like, bullying is very much present right now in the house, on this show. How? What are your opinions? How have you confronted it? How do you usually speak upon these things? I try to give the ladies grace in general for going on a show and being so vulnerable on the show period so I try to see both sides like you know especially on our podcast if to- if Tasha and Joe feel a certain way I try to be devil's advocate and try to talk about the other way of it I understand that bullying is a big thing on our in 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 this season but I also understand that people take that word out of context a lot mm-hmm. we are seeing it on this on this season and and making accusations about people that just you don't know are true and making that a thing and being said we do have to show people grace in that world but the disagreements you know ashley me and you we're dating the same guy we're gonna have disagreements right i That's- completely agree with what you're saying because there are times in the house that they overuse the word bullying and yep. you're like that's not true bullying that's like you being annoyed that's like you yeah. being a little sad yeah but that's this, you being upset yeah uh you can't use that word but in this case yeah it's it's true bullying and then to your other points when you are dating the same guy and you do have so many women in the house like there's going to be natural drama and you're mm-hmm. probably gonna say things that you regret like i know i sure effed up quite a few times but same. like you also kind of need to put it in context as to like where it's happening and that like a person can have a slip 
and you have to yeah. be able to give them grace for that one slip. Now, if it like continues to be like a, a character pattern, that's totally different, which yeah. it does seem to be like with Victoria. Yeah, but we want to, there's something about owning it. Own yeah. it. Own the fact that you were, you see yourself now and you don't like what you see. Own mm. that. Yeah. You know, there are, I'm sure there's things that you would have changed. There's things that I would have definitely changed mm. on my season as well. But when it came to the, the, the kumbaya mentality as well, let's call bullshit on the kumbaya mentality yes. also because it's yes. like everyone being happy i was never happy when another girl went and on I another got... one-on-one and i didn't i was not happy no, no. i remember <laughs> distinctively this one time where i was like this is bullshit guys why are you like clapping and cheering because she got the card at this point in the competition we're not happy for everyone and you guys are being phony and mm-hmm. i got i got crap for that but yeah you're right it's just like sometimes like let's just be a little real here but not victoria yeah. style real <laughs> well yeah yeah exactly and it also then brings us into this like you're watching the season you're saying uh there's definitely some crap going on but the one thing that's been um tough to watch and we've talked about it many times this podcast and weeks previous is you know the drama the bullying that whatever has taken over the love stories we only got to see a lot of these love stories unfold and it's been hard to watch who are your top favorites right now for matt maybe like top three if you had to choose um for matt i would definitely say michelle mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. one-on-one seem magical interesting even though she was brand new even she just it just seemed like yo this is a like it was a fit it was and you can tell he's very competitive you also could tell that she's very competitive and like love her brie as well brie i picked her from the way beginning just because of her story it's very similar to matt's as well and she just seems even though she's 24 I think she's 24. She just seems very mature and yeah. like I am a woman with a plan and a mission. And after this week, looking, you know, seeing him and Rachel on yeah. their date, he just lights up. He lights up with her. And their date was just so magical, too. It's like I think about Bree's date and she was all muddy. That's like a nightmare for me personally. But <laughs> she was such a good sport about it. But then I look at the shopping date and I'm like, I just want to be a princess. That's it. That's all. So <laughs> picking that date for her, I think it's also whoever got that date. He's definitely really into that person for mm-hmm. sure. So those three, those are my, those are my three. All right. Well, Natasha, we loved having you. It's so nice meeting you. And you guys, if you want to listen to clickbait everywhere where podcasts are, and it's not just about bachelor clickbaity headlines. It's about like all pop culture, which is really fun. Yeah. We get into a lot of relationship dating stuff on our podcast and you can listen to us on the Wondery app, on Apple podcasts, Spotify, serious wherever you guys listen to podcasts check us out well hey you're the best thanks for coming on natasha parker everybody thank Thank you you guys well it's time for bachelor headlines as always i'm going to read the headline ashley is going to educate us all on what is happening i'll throw my two cents in there because i'm always confused intrigued and curious Ashley, first headline is this. It, we're just kind of consolidate all of these headlines because there's a lot about Claire and Dale recently. Um, Claire and Dale, yes, as we've t- spoken about many times, they have split. 
Um, now, both of them have came out publicly and talked about this split. Uh, Claire has came out uh, recently, talked a little bit more. Dale's back um, saying he's wrecked. Ashley, can you just catch us all up on what is going on with Claire and Dale? And where, as like fans, where, where do we need to stand? Well, I stand with Claire. Uh, Claire got on her Instagram live a couple days ago, and she seemed to actually be pretty upbeat. She talked about being in a dark place. Of course you're going to be in a dark place. Her mom has Alzheimer's. She said that she was just dealing with all, you know, still like kind of suffering from all the backlash that she, she got on social media as being the bachelorette. And then she had this huge public breakup. Like, of course she's in a dark place, but she actually really it seemed to be taking a turn because she's like she's feeling good she said that on instagram this week that she's happy about funny animal videos getting to visit her mom a new project she's furniture shopping she went on a trip with her sister to just get out and get some fresh snowy air in her lungs she said that she's really loving her post-pandemic trips her music playlist and her friends reaching out and in this video the instagram live that i watched she was really just talking about like how grateful she is for the little things that people have done for her to like make her feel better during this hard time. She talked about being at the nail place and how they kind of like just knew what she was going through without, you know, anybody saying anything because she's a public figure. They gave her a little massage. She just felt like she got like treated. She just felt like she got it really, you know, treated um, because people just were thinking about what she was going through and she just said just kind of be aware of what everybody everybody might be having you know you never know when somebody's having a hard day so like always go out of your way to add a little something nice to their day she also talked about how um there was this tiktok there's that went viral where Somebody on the platform posted a TikTok that they had just met Claire down in San Diego and that she wasn't friendly. And she was like, well, just want to let you know that I wasn't friendly right then because I had just had a panic attack and I went outside to get air and like tried to recover from it. And I'm pretty sure it was also the weekend that she was breaking up with Claire, with Dale. So... Yeah, not the best time. So she's like, how about taking into consideration what people might be going through in the moment before you just slander them? It's a wild event. Uh, their breakup has been. It hasn't been clean. It's been everything and messy. Uh, and obviously, there's been a lot of opinions thrown around. Now, we don't know the insides and the out of what happened to really cause the breakup. But, you know, there's been assumptions mm-hmm. being made. Um, it just feels like right now, uh, I, I guess we, we hope that like Claire can just move on from it because it feels like it, it could be all consuming. It sounds like she's doing a good job at it. Well, one of the relationships coming from that season was Tasha and Zach's. This is a really beautiful headline by people here. Bachelorette Zach Clark opens up about navigating his sobriety in relationship with Tasha Adams. I think we read this headline. Because it's really incredible to hear how Tasha and Zach have worked together in their relationship already. I mean, they're pretty fresh themselves in helping carry each other's burdens. Yeah. So basically, Tasha had never been in a relationship with somebody who's had, who's been sober. So 
she had an open mind about it, Zach said, but she also didn't shy away from certain questions. Like she even said, if I drink, can I kiss you? And Zach's like, yeah, you're good. He says that she kind of reserved time to learn about his sobriety during the season so that she would be able to understand him and what he goes through better. Um, He also said that she's exposing herself to his personal recovery and getting to know what that looks like and about getting to know his sober friends all while living in New York with him. It's really awesome to hear uh, because obviously that was uh, something that Zach opened up about on the show. It wasn't something that comes easy to him, obviously. Um, But to hear that, you know, that's just a sign of an awesome relationship is where you're seeing the one partner say, okay, I know that you're not, you're coming into this relationship with stuff, right? All of us have Mm -hmm. stuff. And how can I best be a partner to you no matter what your stuff is? I don't know. I just, I found that to be a really incredible thing and something that we should celebrate Tasha on and Zach uh, and their relationship. And it's a good update. sounds like they're doing well. Uh, well, another headline uh, from this season that came out is, uh, you know, Sarah Trot, who went home, uh, was being accused of having a boyfriend before and now after her exit from the show. Well, according to Entertainment Tonight, she is denying those claims. Ashley, what do we know? First off, I want to mention she was, this is not her rumored dating with um g-easy that was last march apparently she was dating another dj dj bijou um his also his name is ben dorman and they were reported by the sun to having gone to mexico in august 2020 um but her rep which i have to roll my eyes a little bit already she has management (laughs) Uh, it says Sarah unequivocally did not have a boyfriend before, during, or after her appearance on The Bachelor. She says that Ben and Sarah had a fun trip with mutual friends, and while their relationship may have been may have had some intimate moments between them, it did not lead to a relationship. She went to Cabo single and came back single, and she's still on her journey to find love, which is why she agreed to go on The Bachelor a month or so after this vacation. There we go. Well, that's all we know for now. Uh Bachelor's Queen Victoria Larson apologizes to fellow contestants amid accusations of bullying. The quote is, according to Us Weekly, I'll do better next time. Well, is she referring to paradise? <laughs> is she assuming she's going to be in paradise? Oh, that way. Um, and well, she says that I think in my effort to make my opinions heard, because we know she's all about her opinions being heard, like she discussed in that conversation with Katie last week. It may have been perceived as I was bullying by some. And I feel if my and I feel bad if my words or actions offended anyone. I take each time each day to reflect and learn the lessons. Um yeah, I'm just like not really buying it. Like perhaps when I hear her verbally talk about it, I'll be able to have a better gauge on the authenticity mm-hmm. of these, of, of this apology. But the fact that she says, like, I think in my effort to make my opinions heard, it was perceived as bullying by some, that's just kind of like blaming other people's interpretations of your behavior instead of, like, taking accountability for you actually just having some very shitty moments. Yeah, I, uh, I would agree. 
uh, at some point you just kind of have to own up to it and, and you have to start wanting to understand it. And it doesn't sound like quite, she's quite there yet. And we'll see if she goes on paradise, we'll be able to understand more. Well, but this we'll also say that she she apologized privately, apparently, to some cast members. That's great. So that's a good start. We'll, we'll, we'll take that into consideration. It's <laughs> a great start. And uh, and hey, yeah, we hope that through the show, everybody will learn a little bit of something about themselves and watching it back. Well, you know, you you have to see yourself in your actions. And sometimes I know with me, I didn't always love my actions. And so you have to understand get better, move, you know, move forward, but also know that there was, you know, probably some damage done in the wake. And so it's good that she's starting the apology tour. Um, and I hope it continues. Uh, well, speaking of apologies, uh, Caitlin Bristow apologized to bachelors, Chelsea Vaughn for comparing hair stories. And, uh, Caitlin's quote is, I was completely ignorant. This is according to us magazine. Okay, so what happened last week was Caitlin was watching the Bachelor episode, as she describes in this statement, and when Chelsea started talking about her being insecure with her hair and it being a um, like an emotional attachment, you know, like hair is like can be an emotional thing but she was talking about how she was insecure with her with her hair to jason and then she kind of just didn't really listen to the rest of chelsea's story didn't see how race played a part of it and um she went on i think her instagram or it was an it was some sort of ad and she compared her hair insecurities with chelsea's insecurities from this past episode and um then you know she quickly discovered that they they are not the same that chelsea's story um about her hair is not really something she should be relating to and she apologized to chelsea in a public apology and in a private apology Caitlin says that she feels completely, completely ignorant. She was ignorant in the moment that uh, she did not listen to the rest of the story or understand the history behind the story as to why Chelsea is insecure over her, her hair. She said that she owes Chelsea an apology, which I just mentioned she she did do publicly and privately. And she says that she owes a lot of people who are following her an apology for her ignorance. She said that what she did was what I did by going to my Instagram and doing a paid partnership comparing my story to Chelsea's about insecurities on my hair was just wrong. She says she feels humiliated. I am so humiliated that I did not listen. Andy Dorfman says she'd pick Chris Soules if she did her Bachelorette season over again. Hey, this article is according to Entertainment Tonight. However, we have audio <laughs> proof according to our in-depth episode that Andy Dorfman actually said that to us first. Yeah, um, apparently she said it on another podcast this week, the Hollywood Raw podcast, and now it's a headline. But guys, if you are a dedicated, almost famous listener, you know that we broke this news months ago. We did. Well, hey, we just had to get it out there. Anyways, uh, Nick Vile and Natalie Joy, we talked about it uh, last week. They go Instagram official in sweet video. This is according to Us Weekly. So it's Instagram official if you want to call it Instagram official, but it in no way says, hey, Nick is my boyfriend. It's just Natalie posting a video of Nick while he's playing with his, um, what is that? What are those called? Well, it's an Oculus. It's one of those yeah. virtual reality yeah. game things. Uh, so yeah, it's the first time that one of them has posted of each other on their Instagram. Uh, and I can just tell you guys that... 
In September 2020, Natalie said that she is the happiest she's ever been. And uh, yeah, Nick is probably the happiest I've seen him in quite some time. Yeah, he seems thrilled and uh, it's very cute. So we look forward to to more updates on that relationship uh, moving forward. Well, uh, one relationship in Bachelor Nation that's very known by the public, uh, Dylan and Hannah. Well, Dylan uh, made news this week. I would say kind of out of nowhere. I didn't know he yeah. felt this way. Uh, it was I was reading Twitter the next day and I was like, wow. This is surprising coming from him. Hannah Kez came out at this point and also said that she was dealing with the mess that was caused. Well, Ashley, explain it to us. Dylan Barber slams the Bachelor franchise, claims Jed Wyatt never cheated on Hannah Brown, and many other things. This according to Us Weekly. Okay, so I think Dylan was maybe just trying to make a splash here because he tweeted, cancel ABC and The Bachelor kind of want to air out their dirty laundry mom got me riled up ask away um then he proceeded to talk about the franchise not caring about people's like mental health or not looking out for their best interests it's like uh yeah you are a character on a show they're not gonna always be looking out for your best interests. well you guys i don't understand the grammar here but this is the quote you got to understand the game. They get paid off you doing that warrants screen time. Okay. So if you're doing something stupid, he's saying, then they benefit from it. He also says that it's easy to make a bad person look worse. It's hard to make a good person look bad. Um. Yeah, he's just like kind of he's mad. blah, blah, blahing. He's mad. We don't really, but I, th- I think it, it comes, it's, it's coming from the fact that he's friends with Jed and he said that Jed never cheated on Hannah, which I didn't think that it was ever a thing that Jed cheated on Hannah. I thought the whole issue was that he had a girlfriend when he met Hannah. Wasn't that the controversy? I don't think anybody ever said that Jed was cheating on Hannah. I can't fully remember. But it's very, I mean, Jed's been great to us in this podcast. He's done a couple shows with us. He's promoted his music with us. Um, we have never talked to him. I think we've had him on in, in depth and we spoke to him about the situation and he claimed that it was messy and that, you know, he wasn't dating this girl at the time. I thought that, yes, I think I remember that being the thing. Mm-hmm. But it's very yeah. obvious that Dylan had a lot of build up frustration. I mean, he... And it's not the first here recently, right? We saw it with Luke Parker. Well, Luke Parker, as we, uh, you know, announced, was was actually uh, sued by the Bachelor franchise. Um, but it felt like Dylan had a lot held up. He expressed it via Twitter, uh, and I, I mean, as Hannah kind of mentioned, like there was a lot of reaction to it. This became a headline. It's still a headline today, a couple days later. So. Um, we'll see where this goes. And if, if Dylan, I don't know if Dylan has came out publicly yet and said anything about it. Uh, but it definitely came out of nowhere for me. I had no clue. He felt so strongly, uh, about this. Well, former bachelorette Hannah Brown spotted holding hands with model Adam Woolard. Well, as we reported a week or two ago, Hannah's got a new man and I think a lot of the blog, the bloggers uh, picked up on it. A lot of the sleuthers out there, rather, they picked up on it. And now I think we get our confirmation by the fact that they are holding hands on a weekend stroll in Abbott Kinney around ben- Venice Beach. It's cute. And uh, it's cute. And, and obviously, uh, 
we can probably say officially that Hannah Brown at least has an interest. Like she's at least mm-hmm. she uh, she's in something. She's dating. She's dating. Good for Hannah Brown. She's back at it. She's back on the market. Things are going well. Well, that's all the headlines we have for today. Ashley, um, let's break down some listener emails. Yes. Some of them really uh, hit home, especially when it comes uh, to this episode. I'm going to start with this one. Um, just the easy one to get us started. Liz asks, how do you uh, decide who reads the date card? Does production say who has to read it? Ashley, take it away. Yes, they do. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple answer there. They just kind of pull aside a girl and say, hey, the, the door is going to, there's going to be a knock at the door soon. You you run and go get it. I think it's usually, uh, you know, they arrange it. So obviously the person who's not going on the one-on-one is reading the day card for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, but it never is that big a deal, right? Like it's never like, oh my gosh, I want to get the day card. Like I've never seen anybody get too excited about that. Um, Hey, uh, Kimberly asks, over the years, we could laugh at Corinne and Demi and the plenty of other villains that have appeared, but we've always had the opportunity to learn more about them, grow to like them, or at least be neutral. The level of bullying that has gone on this season is atrocious and cringeworthy and has no business being supported or promoted as entertainment. It isn't entertaining to watch as most moments with the girls take me back to moments in grade school and high school. I would agree. I wish I could erase from memory. It's awful to watch watch friendships grow over bullying at the expense of others. My husband Mm. put it best. It just looks like the beginning of the end of The Bachelor. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Well, I think that what's going to happen is they're just going to take this feedback from the fans because we all hate the bullying. And we hate the girl. We hate, you know, this women not supporting women thing that they're doing right now. And I think they just won't do it again. Uh, I just feel like they'll they won't cast somebody like Victoria. They know now that we love villains that we can learn to love like Demi or like Corinne, not just straight up villains who have like no character development beyond that. Jennifer asks or writes us to start. I'll say this. I don't. I didn't really like Matt was chosen as the Bachelor. Nothing personal, but as a diehard Bachelor Nation fan, I was not loving that he was chosen as the lead without ever being on the show. That being said, I have no problem admitting he is quite possibly in my top three Bachelors. I love Matt more and more every week. What I don't love is the toxic behavior from some of the women on the season that I find. It seems that Victoria's pattern is to pick one girl she deems a threat or just an easy target and focus on how she can get that girl out. First it was Marilyn, then it was Sarah, and now it's new girls. I mean, then she goes on, Jennifer goes on to say, the mean comments and bullying are not only appalling but so disgusting. I'm wondering your input as two people who are connected to the franchise. Um, you go first. Yes, I agree. Um, I don't think, as Ashley just said, this will continue. I think yeah. what the show will do from here on out is they'll allow the lead to become aware of these situations earlier on so we don't see it for a few weeks. Uh, so the lead can, can then step in and, and hopefully stop it. I mean, you know, the one criticism of Peter is he didn't stop drama. He knew of it and he didn't stop it. I think with Matt and most leads, they usually try to stop it, and so I think the show will see, show the lead stepping in and saying, no, this isn't okay. We need to to be better here. I think that's how they'll stop it from happening. Um, 
But I agree. I love Matt James as a bachelor. I think he's great. I think it was unfun to watch his season because of the drama that was unfolding around him. I think it will be better from here on out, or at least I hope so. Like I said earlier in the episode, I do think that once this Jasenia MJ thing is resolved, we won't have to deal with the drama anymore. And like I just said, I do think that they're going to listen to the fans and give more of a romantic Tasha-esque season next time around. That's right. Carly reveals whether or not she'll get back together with Evan. Okay, so Carly really... Uh, she put a lot out there this week. First, she says that she's just terrified the, of the idea of dating again. She never planned on doing it. Then when asked if, um, or I don't even know if she was asked. I think she just kind of offered it up. She was like, would Evan and I ever get back together? She said, it takes two to make that happen. Um, then somebody said, would you ever be on the bachelor franchise again and she said that she'd be so embarrassed she said when i think about that i just start laughing because i can't even imagine walking up to chris harrison and being like here i am again i'd be so embarrassed it didn't really work out for me so what makes me think it would happen yeah that that would be kind of funny i would i would agree like i think i would be embarrassed at that point ashley what a great episode terrific job today Terrific episode on Matt's part and uh, for the season of The Bachelor. Uh, we'll be back next week breaking down uh, another one of Matt's episodes. Uh, we have some really exciting stuff that I don't want to announce yet that will be coming up this week and in the weeks following when it comes to the Almost Famous podcast. Uh, but then, once again, I just want to end this uh, with reminding everybody of our live event. Uh, we will have a few different tiers. Uh, this will be really great. Uh, the 100 promo codes to the event have been used, but we are now going to add a ticket that allows you to get access to the event and you will receive a signed copy of my book, Alone in Plain Sight. There are also still meet and greet packages available, which will include a copy of my book. It won't be signed, but it'll be a copy and we'll hang out with you for a bit. Uh, it's going to be a really great event. We have some friends coming in. I'm really looking forward to it. Make sure you visit uh, events.looplive.com slash almost famous for tickets. A portion of the proceeds from our live event will go to save our stages. Hey, Ashley, it's been awesome. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye, guys. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. 
Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.